Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer, joined by my co-host today, Jamie McCulley. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how you can use some different AI tools um, for side hustles. And specifically, I want to talk about some, we want to talk about some really interesting news stories that are breaking, that are coming out around new AI tools. Um, there's one around an AI company called Refusion. They just raised $4 million um, in the music space. Another one is about a software company called Tape It, which is doing audio enhancing with AI. And the third is about Google and Universal, who are working on a deal to potentially allow um, you know artists' voices to be used in, in music and other sorts of content. So we're going to dive into all of that today. Um, why don't you, Jamie, kick us off and tell us what's happening with Refusion. Okay, so Refusion, this is a really cool company who just raised $4 million in funding, but they are creating uh, auto-generated music tracks. Um, so not only can you do that, but you can also, they will generate uh, images using AI of the audio. Um, and what this is, what's so cool about this app is that um, if you do like a faceless YouTube channel or if you're creating um, audio playlists on Spotify, uh, this app will do it all for you, including visuals. So um, that's just a really powerful tool for side hustles. If you are someone who uh, is looking to uh, create passive income through through streaming and YouTube, uh, this is a really cool app. Uh, Jane, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I think this is really interesting. I'm I'm looking at their uh, their article about them right now, but I think it's really interesting right now. Like we we see, okay, of course, the first thing is they raised four million dollars. So obviously, these guys um, have like a very solid product. I think it's interesting. They actually have the chain smokers who are investors in their in their project as well. Um, but yeah, I think this space right now is like one of the I think this is going to be one of the big next spaces. Like we obviously have ChatGPT that's nailed down audio um, images. We have someone like Midjourney and Dolly that have really nailed kind of that space down. And I think music um, and audio might be kind of the next big one. So I think People are, you know, putting in $4 million because they believe this is a big one in this space. Um, yeah, this is really interesting. It, like looking at it, essentially what it says it allows you to do is to create like riffs for of like musician of like music and stuff. So you essentially are just, you know, describing like you would to chat GPT. Um, you know, you'd be like, hey, give me like a hyper pump disco funky baseline with smooth vocals like you're just like ch talking like chat gpt and saying exactly what you want like out of the music and it generates you i think it, it's called refusion it calls them riffs because i don't think it's saying it's going to generate you like an entire song it's like a chunk of a song mm -hmm. um i don't know what your opinion is on this in my opinion that's just kind of the beginning like they'll start with something like that because maybe it's easier and they're not as worried but like this 100 percent goes to being able to produce full songs eventually yeah and even if right now it's just like I think it says something in there about like vocals. You could say like a different type of vocal, but I don't think it sings the full song for you. But dude, there's no way in my mind that this doesn't go like, maybe it's different levels to different steps or it's like, hey, um, you know, uh, this type of style of music, this type of thing, it produces a song. It's like, okay, now I want vocals with a song lyrics about like this concept and this thing. Okay, cool. Now I want the the person whose vocals it is to be like a female, like in like this range or from like this ethnicity or like this background or like this sound. And uh, dude, there's no way this doesn't just go there where it eventually can produce. You'll have to kind of like orchestrate it a little bit, but like it'll, you don't have the vocals or the music like production talent, like it'll be able to to produce the whole thing. And I, I don't know where you think that goes, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think even like, so being, having YouTube as a background, like I'm always looking for different, 
um, audio tracks that uh, don't have any licensing um, that I can use um, on my YouTube videos without getting a copyright strike. And sometimes there just isn't like the perfect sound, you know, or I've yeah. reused sounds. Uh, so this kind of opens up a whole new category and, and way to kind of get that exact, you know, vibe you're going for with your um, music for your YouTube video. Uh, but then also, yeah, kind of to go along with what you said with producing music, um, you know, if you want to make an entire album or playlist, eventually to be able to do that uh, would be amazing uh, for, for streaming purposes as well. I mean, right now, I think, I know, Jaden, you have a little experience with that, but if you're just making like a, a beat on repeat and not necessarily yeah. producing a full uh, sound, but if you're just going for like a, you know, techno uh, lo-fi beat, you know, to study to or yeah, something yeah. like that. I feel like that's a lot more attainable at least now, but I agree with you. Like, I think, you know, maybe even months down the road, there'll be a full, you know, music uh, production with AI, which is really cool. Yeah. And I love your, I love your comments on this because in my mind, you, this goes straight to like side hustles. Number one, um, supporting like a, someone that currently has a side hustle, like a YouTube channel, or even like, if you listen to like my, like our podcast intro and stuff, um, like there's like a little, a, a music jingle at the beginning. Um, we should play around with this Jamie, uh, after and see if we can come up with a custom, uh, music jingle for the, for the podcast intro with Refusion. But I think, um, like you mentioned, I use, so YouTube, for those that don't know, has like a, a free copyright free music library that you, they just like let you pick through and you can kind of sort it by genre to try to find like music. But it's funny cause I actually watch a lot of YouTube videos where like, there's like a song playing in the background and I'm like, ah, like that's a free YouTube, like library yeah. song. Like I just like recognize it, you know? And I think even when I'm searching for music there, I wish it was more like this AI experience where I, like, cause I'm just like, you have the filters where you're like, uh, it's like an upbeat mood. Um, it's got like this. And but then like the song is like nothing like what you actually want. So it would be really yeah. cool if you could just type in exactly like, this is an upbeat mood, like beat. It's going to be blah, blah, blah. You just get like your prompts, a few variables, like a few types of prompts. Okay, here's the other cool thing. There's a lot of um, YouTubers that I see use the same song like over and over again in the background right. of the Mark Rober, which I think is probably a great example for everyone. I swear he like when he does his time lapse, he uses the same song for like the last 10 years, which is fine. But I think it would be cool if you came up with a custom prompt on something like Refusion that uh was like the exact genre and style of song you like so it fits what you want but every time you give it to refusion it's going to give you a slightly different like variation it's not going to come up with the yeah. exact same song so it'd kind of be cool you get a custom song for every single thing um so number one supporting your side hustle but number two how do you actually make money from this and i think there's there's a number of ways to monetize a tool like this um Jamie, I'd love to hear your opinion. But number one, like you mentioned, I've done a lot with Spotify. So like you literally I have friends that have made thousands of dollars um, creating lo-fi beats and just posting those on Spotify and calling them like lo-fi study beats or like just like basic stuff like that. And Spotify will pay you for every um, stream you get. And uh, I've done this in a, a number of areas. I, I still have like successful Spotify businesses that make me thousands a month um, from like stuff I've done in the past. So like, it's a very viable business. Um, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on monetization of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that was the first thing that came to mind because I know you, Jaden, are the resident expert on the, the audio stuff. But another thing I, I think is really another great way, even for beginners that could get into it would be through Fiverr, the gig economy. You know, yeah. how many restaurants or companies are looking to put ad content out there and they have terrible... <laughs> jingles or they they try to come up with it all themselves or they pay uh someone who is kind of 
um, in general, a good video production company, but they don't have the capabilities. You know, you could on Fiverr, uh, produce music or produce jingles for people using AI. And I think you could make yeah. a killing doing it. So, oh my gosh. Um, and okay. That is a genius idea. And, and for anyone listening, this is the way I think you pull this off successfully. It's all about like you use the same tool, the same technology, but you just label it a hundred different things. So you, you just go on Fiverr and you make a post. that's like, I'll make you like a YouTube video intro song. I'll make you a podcast intro song. I'll make you a yeah. custom um, like happy birthday, a custom wedding song, a custom, like you just go through like all the different like areas and genres. Um, and yeah, people will, people will come and pay you. But I think the secret there is like, just make a bunch of listings for very niche specific areas where this technology can be applied. And yeah, I think that's a great monetization method beyond just like a traditional, um, you know, post it on Spotify and make it a generic title that can get streams from it. Yeah, I mean, you could even take that a little one step further and combine it with another uh, software like, um, you know, the one that can uh, emulate voices. You could have like uh, Snoop Dogg sing a birthday song <laughs> to somebody, you know, like customized Snoop Dogg birthday song, you know, like uh, or, you know, something like that. You could kind of combine and, and make some really cool stuff, I think. So I think that's a really fitting one because Jamie has been just like talking my ear off for the last week about how meta recently announced that they're doing these uh different ai celebrities that you can chat with like on like whatsapp and stuff and the one jamie tells me he's spent hours talking to is actually the snoop dogg celebrity so i think that's a, a fitting segue for uh from jamie we we know his music taste now he's been exposed yeah i thought you were going to say the kendall jenner one that's that's the one i think that's got the most uh the most uh media hype is, is that one but um yeah that that is super creepy and interesting i think a majority of people were kind of creeped out by the prospect of talking to someone with a chat bot that has like a video there but it's not really them that that's kind of uh i feel like whenever something like that comes out it's like wow this is actually this technology is is going to change the world so no okay that's crazy this is what jamie and i were talking pre-show um that i actually think is going to be interesting if you want to think about like framing that into how that will actually be make money for people because right now I think I don't even know like I don't know you could throw out a number Jamie but like what do you think meta paid like all of these celebrities to make an AI version of them on there it's like pretty much a marketing stunt like yeah well I read I actually read the article uh they said they paid five million so each, each? yeah so each celebrity got five million bucks and I think they spent like two to three hours in the studio uh, getting oh like the full, you know, profile of their expressions and stuff and then made these bots. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good gig. I, I would do that. That is wild. Five, <laughs> five million bucks. So, yep. I mean, and then for, I think it was for the... two years of, uh, licensing or two oh, years of usage. That's yep. not even like a perpetual license. That's only for two years. Jeez. That's yeah. a, that's a great deal. I saw the Mr. Beast one. Uh, yep. I, I tried that one out and I mean, personally, I don't really see myself sitting there and chatting with Mr. Beast. Yeah. You know what they're trying to copy, though, is um, character AI, which essentially it's kind of like the same thing, but it's, I think you make the the bots on there. Um, okay. And I haven't gone deep into actually like making them myself, but they, yeah, it's like go talk to Leonardo da Vinci, go talk to Einstein. I wonder if it's like yeah. you upload all of Einstein's like publicly available info or if you just tell the bot like, it's pretty much ChatGPT and you just tell it like act like Einstein and ChatGPT kind of already sucked in all the data so it can right. act like that. But anyways, uh, character AI is incredibly popular. It's like it's it was like startling to me that it um, was competing with ChatGPT's iOS app uh, with how many oh. people were actually using it. 
And now I don't think there's a way to actually monetize them yet, but I think it'd be really cool if you could make like a bot on there. Um, and then you could like charge people, like have a paywall where it's like, oh, you want to use my Einstein app? Like I got the best one. It's going to be 50 cents a, a week or a month or something. Um, yeah. But like on top of that, I think beyond that is like if you can turn yourself into a bot, I think that's there's a number of people that have done that and charged for you to be able to talk to them as a bot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is super interesting. The The app that came to mind when you were talking about that is the um, Cameo app. I remember you could use yeah, to yeah. like pay celebrities to do like a greedy custom greeting to you. Um, but now it's almost like you could do that artificially with AI and don't oh even need, gosh. you know, but then you have the whole, there's going to be lots of legal issues and licensing type stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know oh, if that would, oh, go ahead. No, that's a great point. Like, that's a great opportunity for Cameo. They don't have to do this for these celebrities anymore. They're just like, hey, come in, make your profile. Maybe they don't even pay the celebrity. They're like, make your profile and then just charge people to get Cameos from the AI version of you. It's so much easier. I think, okay, this is what I think will run into trouble in that area is like, they have to be really strict about like what the celebrity can then say because it's kind of their brand image. You know, right now it's like, I could, I could be like, hey, tell my friend I hate them and they're a jerk or something to like some celebrity. And they're like, no, yeah. like, I'm not going to say that. It's going to make me look bad. You know what I mean? But in right. this case, you just go to the AI. You're like, I paid like the, like, dude, it is crazy. It's like $4,000 for some cameo things. Like if you want like yeah. a celebrity to like say a happy birthday wish, right? right. So it's like, I paid the $4,000. I want you to say something <laughs> terrible. Like cameos can have to have really rigorous like uh, safeguards so that yeah. people don't say crazy yeah. stuff on there. Well, and then they're also Cameo would be taking a gamble too because they'd have to have a license agreement up front with the celebrity. So then, if you know, not enough people make the Cameo with with them, they would end up losing money. Um, right. So yeah, it's it's tricky. I don't know, but I think I yeah, I think in that case, Cameo would just say like, "Hey, come in for free. We'll do all the recording, and, and they'll just lose money on like the work up front. Like we'll do all the oh, work to put your things sure. together, but it's up to you if it actually sells or anyone actually buys it." And okay. I think. Cameo probably do that for free just to get, especially for the big celebrities. And yeah, I don't know. That's true. Yeah. I guess you could say, yeah, anytime someone used it to generate a video or something, then they would get a commission of some sort. Uh -huh. I, wonder, I wonder if like you mentioned how uh, Facebook or Meta was paying 5 million. I wonder if Cameo paid to get some like big A-list celebrities on there at the beginning. It wouldn't surprise me um, yeah. then now, but it's also it's trickier because like Meta, it's like, it's a one and done deal where this is like, pay them to get on the platform but then they gotta like actively do the the videos but i guess they're getting paid right. for it so they get paid as they as they go so i sure. heard um i heard someone say you can tell who the broke celebrities are by how <laughs> much they're charging on cameo <laughs> that's funny that's true though for sure there's that's uh funny. there's a bunch of people from the office that are great but they're on cameo and it's like super cheap to get them to say something and i'm like oh man the acting <laughs> acting life has not been easy <laughs> that's funny that's okay funny. so i wanted to hop over to the uh, another really interesting piece of news and uh some different side hustles i think will be spawned from this but essentially there is a software it's called tape it and it's a software for musicians that essentially lets them get you know, studio quality noise reduction from AI. So I know you, Jamie, have mentioned you've used Adobe Audio Enhancer. I guess yep. explain to everyone what that is and how it works, what you've used it for. Sure. Yeah. So uh, Adobe Audio Enhancer, basically you can, uh, any video recording you have that has an audio track, 
it will automatically enhance the audio. So um, if you're talking to your cell phone, you know, a lot of the the background noise, um, you know, kids crying, wind blowing, all that kind of stuff uh, really takes away from the quality of the audio. Um, yeah. You know, when you're doing a podcast, you have a nice microphone and you're up close to your mouth, but um, normal microphones pick up on the, the whole room, the, the audio from the whole room. So um, a, an app like the Adobe one or now this new Tape It one, uh, will automatically re- reduce the noise, uh, remove that, and then also enhance the audio, and it actually sounds amazing. Uh, you'd, it's it's shocking how how they do it with the software to um, take out the background noise and then enhance audio. Some of it is almost hard to differentiate between like a podcast audio. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I actually use it for uh, for those that. Every every episode previous to this one, for anyone listening, I've used Adobe Audio Enhancer on. So like anything on this anything on this podcast, I use it. And even though like my microphone's actually pretty decent, when I started podcasting, I had just a really cheap like forty dollar USB mic off of Amazon. I mean, um, and literally putting it through Adobe Audio Enhancer made it sound super professional. So what's really interesting, this technology, I think Adobe Audio Enhancer came out earlier this year. So it's not like that old, but it has been around. Now what I think is interesting is um, this new one called Tape It, it's specifically targeting musicians. And the reason I think that's important is because um, when you are enhancing audio or like trying to fix audio um, for like music, it's significantly harder. For Adobe Audio Enhancer, even when we when I have like interviews where it's like two people on a podcast and I do it, sometimes like between people talking, it like accidentally clips someone a little early or a little late or has like some like pause issues. It's like, it's pretty good, but it's not perfect. But for music, you cannot have that. Like you can't have the end of a drum be clipped off or like you, it just has to be like right. the perfect exact music just without the the sound. And so I think it's actually interesting. I've actually personally tried tape it, um, putting stuff in there. It's actually pretty good. You can go, you can go uh, check it out and find people can go check it out and find it. Um, and maybe we'll leave links in the show notes of this episode to all the, the articles that we talk about. So you can go look up all these tools, but tape it's cool because essentially you can have like your band or you can have a band that plays live um, and it's like in a busy street. So there's people talking and walking around or even like if you do it in a quiet building, there's like a little hiss or a hum. Like there's just background sound like the fans of my computer, for example, right now can get picked up on microphones. And so um, having a tool like this literally makes it sound like you are in like a soundproof studio and it's really impressive. Now, off of the top of your head, Jamie, what side hustles do you think could come out of not just Adobe Audio Enhancer? I guess we get to that, but like yeah. this tape it software. Like, like let's say you're not even a musician. Like, how can you make money off of something like this? Yeah, that's that's great. I think my mind kind of goes back to the whole Fiverr gig economy. Um, you know, let's say you had at a wedding, you know, someone sang a special song, like the dad sang a song to his daughter, and someone recorded it on their phone. Um, again, it's kind of the same thing. You're going to have all that background noise, the people to be able to kind of give it a studio quality feel just with a click of a button, I think is something that people would be, you know, willing to worth, uh, people would be willing to pay for. So, um, I could see, you know, kind of like auto producing, you know, anything like that on Fiverr. Um, and from what I understand, you were saying the Adobe is more for vocals and then tape yeah. it more for audio. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, cheap it's gonna it's gonna take the the price of the production quality production costs of making music down uh, which is just gonna 
allow a lot more people to kind of get into the game because I know studio time is very expensive. Um, so if you can, yeah. uh, you know, kind of basically offer a service that's almost as good or as good as studio time, uh, you can, there's room to make money for sure. Okay. So many different thoughts on this, but um, like for those that don't know, I have a back a little bit of a background in music. I've done a lot of different side hustles. Um, my main thing I do now is software, but I have like in the past, I, I had a business that was all about like Spotify and music. And I've done like so many different genres. I've done it where I like pay musicians to record music. I have like paid for studio time to get someone in the studio. I've recorded stuff myself, like whatever. I've been all over that industry. And yeah, this is a total game changer. Number one, studio time's freaking expensive. But number two, I actually have paid a lot of money because back in the day, something I used to do, one of my side hustles was, um, I would find a voice talent on um, Upwork and I would find a a, produ a producer on Upwork and I would find um, new like trending songs. So like whatever the hottest new Taylor Swift or whatever song that came out on the top of the charts, I would get a production company. I'm like, hey, like make like a, a background track that's as true to the original song as possible, like pretty much clone them, but without cloning them, right? Like give me the karaoke version of this song. Then I would go to a, a, a vocalist and be like, hey, here's a track. Sing on top of this track, like the song, like your own rendition, just sing it, you know, as best as you can. And then I would have to combine them and I would pay a ton of money for someone to do what they call mixing and mastering of that track. And I think a, a, something like this helps a lot with that where like you don't have to mix and master it as much. You don't have to remove the hisses or fix the audio as much because it's kind of just like all baked in. You you literally lay, layer the two on top of each other, throw it through, tape it. It's going to fix any hissing or buzzing and then your song's good to go. And what I actually used to do then is, um, of course, I'm sure people are like, you can't do that. That's going to get you copyright struck. So if you publish your music through a distribution company called Lander, um, they will they will go and buy the license to uh, essentially you can like do a covers of people's music. So it's called a cover license. And pretty much how it works out is like normally um, you get a you get paid for every stream your song gets. But if you do something like uh, if you do a cover license, you have to give 30 cents on the dollar to the original like person. But you get to keep 70 percent on the dollar if you're doing covers. So like, yeah, even for that side hustle, a tool like this would have been incredibly valuable. And like FYI, in case anyone wants to know if it worked, it actually did work. My number one song that I uh, did with this side hustle was a song called Dance Monkey by Tones and I, if you've ever heard of it. It was kind of really popular way back when. I don't know what the I don't know what the thing was, but like, I think this is my guess uh, that the song was like banned in Russia or something or like the original like vocalists decided they didn't want to release their song in Russia. I don't know what the thing was because for some reason I did a cover and it actually sounded pretty close to the original. Um, but like it had its own spin that the vocalist I chose, she was like really phenomenally talented. Um, but anyways, yeah, we did a cover of that song. And for some reason in Russia, I got so many downloads off of iTunes, like thousands of dollars worth of iTunes downloads. Don't know, like, don't know why, but like, anyways, it's kind of funny that just the name of the game in that, but something like tape, it would have been very helpful for that side hustle. Dude, you're such a boss of the the Spotify, iTunes world. I, I love it. Oh man, I went. I went. I remember that's kind of how we first met, or at least we talked for the first time over about that. That was like yeah, two or three years ago now. Yeah, so I used to have a YouTube channel all about Spotify, and well, it is about side hustles. So you know, this yeah. podcast is a continuation of that, really. But um, 
That was that was one that was very interesting. Okay, Jamie, the final thing I want to bring this to on the podcast today is Google and Universal Music. They're talking about licensing artists' voices for AI-generated music. I mean, this isn't inked, right? This deal isn't done and set in stone. So, like, I we can't definitively say every side hustle you can do from this. Let's talk about where we think this could go because I think this is a really if you're talking about music, which is this whole. This whole podcast episode is about like making money from like AI audio and music kind of tools. Where does this go and where can people make money from this? Like, where do you, what's your predictions on this one? Yeah, I mean, kind of, I was alluding to it earlier, but I, f- I feel like the whole world of like licensing music um, is going to be really big, even more so for musicians now, because if an AI can basically replicate their sound and their, their voice, um, they're going to get ripped off. You know, so there, there's going to need to be a lot more licensing between some of these companies that are like Google and the, the artist, but then um, also just, you know, figuring out it's kind of like almost like the new way to get pirated, like pirated music back in the day was like a big thing. I feel like this, um, you know, you could have a song you think is written by Taylor Swift, but it was just an AI, you know, using her voice. So it's it's um, I feel like there could be definitely some some legal battles for sure. Um, but I think going back to your side hustle uh, that you'd mentioned, there's a lot of opportunity to kind of um, you do like remixes or oh, covers of songs, you know, using the actual artist, but kind of do like, you know, Taylor Swift's uh, dubstep version. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of ways you could go with that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you're spot on. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I don't even need to pay a vocalist for that side hustle anymore. If if like this happened, I could just license the original artist's voice. Okay, but yeah, I think what this true. goes beyond just like doing a cover of an artist with their own voice. Okay, that that's yeah. wacky because then it literally, oh my gosh. Okay, this this just opened a whole other can of worms that I thought about. Here's a here's a horrible side hustle for all the degenerates listening to this. Okay, <laughs> if this gets approved and passed and you can make like, uh, you know, if you can make music with people's voices and it's like the licensing. So it's probably gonna be a similar deal where it's like you give 30 cents on the dollar for any money made. Um, If this gets passed, this is the best side hustle to do. Go to every famous celebrity, every famous thing. I mean, this is use AI. So these tools are already out there. You can, you can scale this pretty quick and you make studio version of like every, every album that already exists. It's like Ed Sheeran studio version, Ed Sheeran, like live performance, Ed Sheeran live. And like, yeah, you literally just do it. And it's like totally yeah. legal. It's 100% legit. It's Ed Sheeran's voice singing Ed Sheeran's music. Um, I guess you need the production of, of the background of the tracks, but that's not very hard to, to get people to help you with. And a lot of yeah. that's just like publicly available for free. But uh, right. yeah, oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. He used Refusion, right? And yeah, you do it for Fusion, get the production <laughs> done and then be a complete degenerate. Um, So, okay. <laughs> My actual like opinion on this, though, is I think this is the right move. A lot of people um, I've been seeing like you should look it up. AI Johnny Cash. It's fantastic um, on YouTube. People are already making this kind of music. In fact, there was recently a couple of months ago, there was a Drake and The Weeknd song. It was a collab that was completely generated by AI. There's So there's a bunch of open source AI models. They're open source. They're not um, they're not necessarily ones that are like commercialized so much because people are worried about copyrights, but people just make their own open source versions. You run it on your computer and generate it. It's a little bit more technical, but you can do it. Anyways, go look it up if you're interested. But um, it's like the technology's there. 
but yeah, there was a, a Drake and Weekend song that went totally viral. And as I listened to it, it was actually pretty good. I'm like, dang, this is a good song. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, this is going to happen whether people like it or not. There's going to be open source models. It's going to be the bootlegged music, whatever. People are going to make their own music. And this was like something, it wasn't even something Drake had ever sung before, right? They got ChatGPT to say, write me a, a Drake song about this. And ChatGPT, of course, is good at that. Then they throw it into this model and it, and it wraps it like Drake. Sounds perfect. So this is going to happen whether people like it or not. So I think this is 100% the right move for someone like Universal Music because originally when this happened, Universal Music and all the other music people, they like hardcore sued the people that were releasing this music on YouTube. They're like, you know, big lawsuit, take it down, kill it. And of course, like, I think they are the original people did, but so many people like grabbed it and re-uploaded it that like I was able to find like a bootleg version somewhere and like, come on, I want to hear the song. But like, yeah, you make money from from this. And so I think this is the right play of of doing the licensing because you're, they're not going to be able to shut this down. If the technology is available and right. someone's a super fan of Drake, they're going to make Drake songs. Like, it's fun, right? They, they just want to do it. So I think uh, the licensing is the right move for them in this regard. Yeah, and I think, I think unfortunately, the people who maybe are going to get hit worse by this are the, like, small to medium-sized artists who, you know, maybe the, uh, like, YouTube, you know, can detect if there's copyright infringement, maybe on the smaller artists, they won't be able to recognize their voice um, and so they may get hurt harder than yeah. big, big time artists, you know, but yes. So I think in the tradition, like in what's currently happening, that's a hundred percent the, the scenario and the situation. But I think if Google and universal music ink this deal, then it's going to be built into YouTube and it's probably going to be a lot more robust and hopefully YouTube would just be able to catch it in credit. Um, yeah. People. So I think, uh, well, yeah, inevitably that's why Google's doing it. So that's cool. And I think it also brings me back to like earlier this year when Grimes, who is, you know, Elon Musk's one of his like, I don't think they're together now. Baby mama. They're on and off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby mama. Um, she said like, hey, uh, anyone can use my voice and clone it with AI. I think she even made a tool for them to do it. But she said, just split the royal. You have to split the royalties 50 50 with me. And she carried it a whole system for that. So I think it's that same concept. Like, why not? If you're an artist and you're not pumping out a million albums a year, like, if someone wants to, especially for so, like Drake, maybe not so much, right? The, the guy's got a brand. He comes out with his album every year. It's He's got kind of a system. Taylor Swift, yeah. sort of the same thing. But for like people like Grimes or like smaller than smaller than the mega stars, like why not? Let someone use your voice. And if they create something really cool, split the revenue with them. Like that's yeah. cool. There's a lot of people that are very talented musicians. Like I have a brother, phenomenally talented musician and producer. Like he produces music. But he just like doesn't like singing. So that's not his thing. But if he could just go and license everyone else's vocals and put them on there, like he'd be over the moon. And and like he makes really good songs. Like the lyrics are good. The audio is good. Like everything's good. He just doesn't like doing the vocals on top. So I think yeah. that's uh, a really cool way to create a whole new revenue stream and a whole new side hustle for people that aren't like vocalists. So yeah, that's exciting. For sure. That's cool, man. All right, Jamie. Well, it was fantastic. Um, thank you so much to the listener for tuning in to the AI Hustle. Um, we're uh, going to be doing these installment, these episodes. Once a week, uh, we'll have this kind of news breakdown and talk about different side hustles we think that are coming out of breaking AI news, um, really to keep you on the cutting edge of like what's what's coming down the pipe. Of course, like we can talk about just random side hustles you could do, but there's so many new ones. And I think this is the the reason why Jamie and I felt so strongly about uh, this kind of specific segment and why we think this is really important, why we're doing this podcast for free for you right now is because we believe that the per the first people that take advantage of these big technological shifts are the ones that are going to make, they're going to have the best impact and the biggest opportunity to really like take an opportunity and make money from it. I, so I'd say, you know, strike while the iron's hot. 
if any of these you know side hustles sound interesting for you like start looking into them start getting familiar with them because the first people that do this are going to be the ones that are the most successful and at you know at some point when it, it, a market gets oversaturated um there is like quote unquote a, a moat i believe that comes from whoever did it first uh, they were able to get their accounts pushed the furthest they're able to grow you know they're they're following the biggest in a specific area or whatever their piece of content was able to get the biggest and so yeah uh, we're keeping you on the cutting edge so that you can be that person. Yeah, drop shipping was, you know, the thing five years ago everyone was trying to get into. The early ones are still making a killing doing it. But uh, yeah, there's just so much opportunity with AI. It's insane. So uh, we really believe in it. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Yep, thanks so much. And make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.